0: This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. God bless you. Welcome to this broadcast again. I welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And I believe you are fine wherever you are. His grace is sufficient. You dwell in the sacred place. You dwell under the shadow of the Most High. Where no evil will be before you. He will guide you. Psalm 91 verse 11. He has given his angels charge concerning you. To bear you up in their hands. So that you don't dash your foot against a stone. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We're about to share something very profound this morning by the help of the Holy Spirit that I believe will bless you. Hallelujah. We want to talk about overcoming the spirit of fear. Overcoming fear this morning. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Overcoming fear. Fear. (laughs) What is fear? I want us to read something from God's Word. Hallelujah. Let's read. We are going to do a few readings this morning by the grace of God. And we want to trust, we want to let the spirit of God help us. I want to read for 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. 2 Timothy 1 7. The Bible says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear. But of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Mm. Actually, fear forbids you from making sound judgments. God has not given us. So, in other words, fear does not come from God. Several in the Bible, when God sent angels to people, the angels began their messages by saying that fear not. Fear not in the Bible wasn't for greeting. They said it to those people because God does not want you to fear. Now, the word fear is mentioned about 400 times in the Bible. 400 good times in the Bible. God does not want you to fear. And there are two passages we are going to read today. And please pay attention. While praying in the night, it was revealed to me. There is somebody watching right now. You are pregnant, about to have a child, and you are full of fear. And I'm going to explain how Satan uses fear to give back to his will in people's life. Now, when people are cold and cough now, the fear of corona comes in. And the dangerous thing about fear is that it connects you to that stuff. I just want to minister to people this morning. People watching. Some are afraid of the future. Just afraid of the future. Parents are afraid of what will become of their children. And we are going to see how this works this morning. I also know there's somebody watching me. They've been, you are hearing that they are going to downsize in your office because of the present situation all over the world. And you're afraid. And you are beginning to see the picture of your name among those. You are, you are seeing the letter. Let, let's read something this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I, I want to show us how this works. I, I'm trying to see where do I start from. Let's read. Hmm. Okay. I want us to read from Isaiah 36. The same story is also in 1 Kings 19. The story of Ezekiah. I said last week that we'll read it. It blesses one so much. Isaiah 36. Please make sure your Bible is in your hand and you are not just following me watching. Get your Bible unless there is power in reading because you will go back to the scriptures by yourself. Hallelujah. And look at what the Bible says. It came to pass. Isaiah 36, verse 1. In the 14th year of Ezekiah, that Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came up against all the defence cities of Judah and took them. And the king of Assyria sent Rab- Rabshakeh from, Lash- from Lashish to Jerusalem unto king Ezekiah with a great army. And he stood by the conduits of the upper pole in the in the half way of the fuller's field. Then came forth unto him a king. Ilker's son, which was over the house of Shebna, the scribe and so on. Now verse 4. And Rabshakeh said unto them, Say ye now unto Ezekiah, thus said the great king, the king of Assyria, what confidence is this wherein thou trusted? I say, sayest thou, but they are in vain. They are vain words. I have counsel and strength for war. Now, on whom dost thou trust that thou rebellest against me? Lord, thou trustest in the staff of thy talking. Now, to avoid too long reading. Verse 7. If you say, we trust the Lord. It, is it not the Lord whose high places God has taken away from Jerusalem? Now, therefore, give pledges, I pray thee, to my master, king of Assyria. And he kept talking. Now, verse 11. Then said Eliakim the came to Shabda, to Rabshakeh, speak, I pray thee, unto thy servant, in Syrian language, for we understand it. And speak not to us in Jewish language, in the ears of the people that are on the wall. But Rabshakeh said, At my master sent me to thy master to speak these words, has He not send me to the men who sit upon this wall that they may eat their own dung. Verse 15. Then Rabshaker stood and cried with a loud voice in Jews' language. You see, you can't negotiate with the devil. But let's go on. <laughs> Thus hear the king, let not Ezekiel deceive you. Verse 14. For he shall not be able to deliver you. And he went on, and he went on, and he went on. He said, come, and you, you can read the whole place for yourself. The story goes on to chapter 37, please pay attention. I'm reading for a reason because we are going to see something from there. How the spirit of fear operates and how you will overcome this. It came to pass when King Ezekiah heard it, that he rent his clothes, covered himself with sackcloth, and went to the house of the Lord. And he sent Eliakim, who was over the household, he sent him to prophet Isaiah. He Said, if may be, verse 4, that the Lord will look at the words of Repsha. And Isaiah said unto him, thus, say, thus shall you say unto your master, Thus see the Lord, be not afraid. The first word of the words that thou have heard, wherein the servant of the king of Assyria has blasphemed me. But I will send the blast upon his nostril, he shall return the same way he came. So, Rabsha returned and found the king of Assyria warring against, and so on. Now, I want to go to verse 15 or verse 14. And Ezekiel received the letter from the hand of the messenger and read it. And Ezekiel went to the house of the Lord. Now, this is the second time Ezekiel is going to the temple to pray. Now, now let me say this here. Some prayers are not prayed once, but we'll get there anyway. But just note the beginning of chapter 37, Ezekiel went to the temple to pray. And then again in verse 14, he went to the temple again to pray. Verse 15, Ezekiah prayed to the Lord saying, O Lord God of hosts, are you not God? And so on he prayed. Now as he was praying. Verse 21, then Isaiah sent unto Ezekiah saying, thus see the Lord. Now this is the second time that Isaiah will, will be given a word again. I'm calling your attention to that because once I start, I'll be quite fast. But please, it's important to lay the foundation. Bear with me. I know when you read this a little, but just understand. And you will have to read this yourself. So I'm calling your attention to two things. The story started from chapter 36. The king of Assyria sent the sent servant by neighbor Rabshakeh. So he sent the guy to come to Jerusalem, to Judah, and to make a noise. And he began to brag. And everybody sat on the wall listening to the guy. And then he had a choice. He could speak in Jewish language or he could speak in Aramaic. But then he chose to speak in Jewish language. You know the reason? Now, in those days, the officials understood both languages. But the people, the common people only understood Jews or Jewish language. But in order for the people of the city to be afraid very well, to be stricken with fear, to be caught in that fear, Rabshaker came and he began to speak in Jewish language. He began to speak in Jewish language. And the official one of the officials came to him and he said, No, 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 no. Your king asked you to speak to us. Why don't you speak in Arabic? We understand Arabic. And he said, No, I want everybody. Satan is wicked. And when he wants to embarrass somebody, he wants everybody to partake of it. So this reminds me of the story of Goliath. He will always hit you at a weak spots. Goliath of Gath kept repeating the same thing every now and then. And what was he saying? Give me a man. Goliath knew that, well, if they decided that they should fight all soldiers together, Israel might win. But there was no man big enough to face him as an individual. So for 40 days and 40 nights, he kept coming out to say, give me a man. And the request never changed. This is the nature of the enemy. Your weak spots, your most vulnerable spots. So this guy came. Ezekiel was doing well. Number one, living right and doing well does not guarantee that the enemy will not attack you. That's why the Bible says above all take unto yourself the shield of faith with which you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Because when trouble strikes, the first thing people look at is who oh, have I offended? You don't need to offend anybody. You don't need to do something wrong. Yeah, at times doing something wrong can open the door. But at whether you do something wrong or not, there is what we call the evil day when the enemy fixes his face on you and he attacks you. So now for some reasons, they just decided to invade Judah. And the guy began to speak. And this is how fear works. The servant told them his master CV. He said, We have conquered nations bigger than Judah. And he said, Are you saying those countries we conquered did not have God? He said, So, why should you think your trust in God? Oh, dear Lord Jesus. Believers have been in trouble, and people have told them that. This thing has happened to other Christians. Satan talks very well. And he talks through people. I I read a story. When a believer had cancer. And the devil kept telling him that. Do you know how many Christians like yourself. Who have died of cancer. The voice of the enemy can be so loud. And I want you to pay attention. It will remind you. If you are. Trusting God for rents, trusting God for anything at all, it will remind you somebody praying that the children should not become wayward. It will remind you how many pastors' children this is to destroy your faith completely. So, Senator Kerub told the servant Rapshaka, Tell them I have destroyed nations bigger than this, and those nations also had God. In fact, if you read very well later, I even told them that. How are you sure that? He said, he said your God was the one that told me to come and attack the city. As he was talking, men on the walls were trembling. Listen to me. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Fear comes by hearing the conversation of Satan. His conversation with you or with someone else. Hallelujah. This is how fear operates. Both faith and fear, they come by what we hear, what we see. But I'm going to show you something in the story of elisha in, in, in a moment. But let's just understand what is going on in this story. Now, I made reference to the fact that Ezekiel had to go to the temple two times. He sometimes it's not easy to conquer this. And this is the reason. Now, pay attention here. Oh, dear Lord Jesus, please pay attention to me here, right now. The Bible says, the weapons of our warfare, 2 Corinthians 10 from verse 4, are not canna. They are mighty through God in pulling down strongholds. What's the next thing? Casting down imaginations. Everybody, please pay attention. The Bible says God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or request according to the power that is at work in us. Your imagination is very important. See, ultimately, the prevailing script in your hearts the prevailing script of your soul will be the prevailing experience of your life. Can I say it again? The prevailing picture, script, imagination of your soul, the one that imposes himself, itself mostly on your soul, the prevailing picture, the prevailing script inside your soul will be the prevailing experience of your life. This is why the devil tries to stamp on your soul that picture of defeat, that picture of disease. So, a report is given. We think you have an incurable disease. You begin to see. Now, now, you've not even, before the report, the effect was not there. Now that they have spoken, you begin to imagine yourself becoming an invalid on the bed. And once the picture stays, if you don't delete or dissolve that picture, eventually it will find its way into your life and it will, be, it will express itself. So we have a choice from time to time. God's word also is supposed to a, paint a picture in our hearts to form an imagination in us that guides us. See, before you experience physically what God has said to you, it has to be internalized, force it has to become an image inside you, a picture inside you. When it becomes, you will experience it physically. So, the battle is about the promises of God taking the center stage of your heart, or the words of fear of the devil taking the center stage. By the time you are 28, 29, as a lady, and you are not married. The spirit of fear can set in. And the devil begins to try to paint that picture. He is a great painter. You start seeing yourself, 35, not married, 40, not married. And if you do nothing about that picture, it stays there. It's, and it begins to control your life. And consequently, marriage can take place. I get to what I'm saying. Oh, as a pastor, I've dealt with these issues so many times. People get married. Year one, no child. Year two, no child. And this has happened to me as a person. And the picture stands before you. You start imagining that you are going to be 40, 50 without a child. And fear sets in. And if you have set that picture, it's going to be the reality of your life. Now, one of the questions you should ask here in this passage. If this guy had power enough to attack Judah, why didn't he do it straight away? Why was he coming to converse with them? Oh, glory to God. Sometimes people will wake up in their dream and demonic presence will fill the room and fear will choke you. You are more vulnerable when you are asleep than when you are awake. Why didn't the demon kill you when you were sleeping? It tells you something. They need something from you to be able to do what they want to do. And that is your consent, true fear. This is why bad news will come first. Before the effect of it. Why is the devil telling you that you, shall be, you, you are going to be fired? Why not just allow you to be fired straight? He has tried the codons. Hey, glory to God. I'm going to show you this in Job. This is very important. You see, the story of Job. People, Many people don't really understand what exactly happened. The devil. Oh, glory to God. He said that God has built a hedge around Job. So he could not penetrate. And God showed the devil the crack on the hedge. What's that crack? Fear. Look at Job 3.25. Are you paying attention this morning? Please share this message with your relatives. Once this meeting is over, begin to start a watch party. Then share and tag people. It's important. Hallelujah. Job, Job, Job. Let's read Job. Let's read Job. You know, it's as if I'm sitting down before some people and I'm hearing the conversation of your ass. I say to that woman watching me, it's not true that you will not have your child. I say to that pregnant woman by the word of God in the name of Jesus Christ, you will go to hospital and come out in no time with joy. And with your baby in your hand. Nothing will happen to you. Nothing will happen to your baby. The symptoms you are feeling on you now. It's not corona. In 48 hours, in the name of Jesus, you are perfectly made whole. Are you hearing me? Okay, let's read. Job. Job chapter 3. You see, Job, can you imagine? Look at Job 3.25. For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me. And that which I was afraid of is come unto me. Did you hear that? You see, Job was offering sacrifices. He will say that, ah, I don't know whether any of my children are sinned against God. He will offer sacrifice. I don't know whether God is about to get angry with us. He will offer sacrifice. And as he was doing that, he was operating in fear. So Job had the picture of something happening to all his children all along. That was the loophole that the devil used. God just showed Satan the crack. He didn't see it before. Now listen to me, everybody. Oh my God. So when Job's calamity came, he sat on the floor and he let it out, the reason for the problem. He said the thing I was afraid of has happened finally. He said that which I was scared of has finally come upon me. Now, hear me, everyone. When you're afraid, the first thing you need to do, don't act in fear. Don't speak in fear. Don't even call the name of Jesus in fear. You need to do something about that fear itself, first of all. Some people pray or they do things in fear. Oh, 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 no, no, no. You have to address the fear first because when you act in fear you will take a wrong decision. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's look at Elijah. And I will begin to bring the message to a close. Elisha. Thank you, Lord Jesus. First, Second uh, Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. And let's start from around verse 14. Therefore sent he horses and chariots and a great horse, and they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of God this, when the servant of the man of God was risen early in the morning, gone forth, behold, an oath compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, master, how shall we do? And he answered, He said, Fear not, for they that be with us, hey, Lacustala. He said, Fear not, they that be with us are more than they that be with them. It's from Elisha. I want to talk about what do we do? Can you, can you imagine the answer? And he answered, verse 17. And Elisha prayed and he said, Oh God, I pray thee open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And he saw, behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Say amen. Hallelujah. Remember, the horses and the chariots just did not come there. They were there all along. The Bible says, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. The presence of God is always around you. When you operate in faith, angels intervene. When you operate in fear, demons intervene. Hallelujah. So, in this place, the king sent soldiers after Elisha because the king was told that there is a man in your kingdom that is always exposing everything. So, they sent soldiers. And the soldiers gathered. Now they came in the night and surrounded the city where Elisha was. Again, I wonder why they did not arrest him in the night. Because he was more vulnerable when he was asleep. But you said Satan needed Elisha to be afraid before catching Elisha. So they waited for him just to see them. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. Sight can mislead. Sight can create fear. Driving on the road and hearing gunshots. You can see it. Fear will set in. But you need to quickly do something about the fear. Any, fear comes to everybody, but some are quickly. Some are quick enough. They quickly do something about it. They are quick to respond to fear. Why others allow the fear to dominate them and to suppress them and to establish the will of the enemy in their lives. So, Elisha woke up in the morning. Oh, <laughs> The servants went out in the morning. He just saw the host and he was afraid. He said, my master, what shall we do? Now, I love King James. King James. King James says, how shall we do? Not what shall we do? In other words, the guy knew what to do, but he just did not know how to do it. They were surrounded. He knew that what to do was to run away, but they were surrounded. Oh, lay close. Are there people watching watch me this morning? You are watching. It looks like the enemy has gotten you to a tight corner. It looks like you are surrounded. You are not alone. Just open your eyes and see. Your heavenly father will not leave you to the will of your adversaries. No. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Elisha just said. When the servant said, My master, what shall we do? How shall we do? He said, They that be with us. Hey, Lakus. Amo. Elisha saw beyond those who surrounded him. Listen to me. And what he did next tells us or shows us how to defeat fear and move into faith. What did he do? He prayed for the guy. And when he prayed for the guy, what happened to the guy? God opened his eyes also. I'm sure when he saw also his fear departed. I'm going to go back to the story of Ezekiel in a while. To establish why he had to go to the temple two times. Elisha prayed for the guy. So that means. When fear strikes you. You have to go to God in prayer. Prayer in particular against that fear. And what will happen is that as you begin to pray. God will open your eyes to his own plan and as you spend more time in prayer, the picture of God's plan begins to get bigger and bigger and bigger in your heart until it pushes out completely. Now, I have experienced this before. It can get to a point that it will be 50-50. A part of you, Liz, I have a witness in my spirit that many of the people watching me now, that is the level you are. As you receive the word of God, a part of you is afraid. A part of you is bored. A part of you is depending on the promise of God a part of you is feeling that what of you, it doesn't happen. Yes. For some, it can start with 10 to 9 feet. Oh, you are so much afraid, but somewhere inside you, something tells you that, okay, but what about if God does something? As you dwell on if God does something, you begin to pray, and a promise from God's word comes to you, and you pray more, it begins to get bigger. Now, what you give your attention to most will become the prevailing picture of your soul eventually. Mm. You see, when God gives you a word, or when you look at a promise of God's word, and you are praying over those promises, it's like a mother chicken chick sitting on the egg to incubate the egg. As you concentrate on those promises and keep praying, they get amplified in your spirit. Now, the space, hear me, everybody, the space in your spirit, the space in your soul. Let me use soul and spirit Actually, i change believe there, there are two different things. But let's say the space in your soul is just one space. Let's say, I'm just giving an example, please. It's not uh, a doctrine or anything. It, it, let's say the space of your uh, on your soul is one gig. Or let's say five gig. That's the space. That's the capacity of the space in your soul. Fear can start by dominating four. As you meditate on the word of God, it can become three to two three faith, two fear. Then as you meditate again, that picture can be so strong. Strong persuasion of the promise of God. By his stripes I am healed. I do have control. It gets so big that it pushes out all the suggestions of the enemy. And it stands at that moment to have the victory. Also, if you pay attention to the word of God slightly, and you pay so much attention to other discussions here and there, they can get so big and choke the word of God. Can the word of God be choked? Emphatically, yes. Yeah. Jesus gave an illustration in the parable of the sower. And he talked about things choking the word. Yes, Matthew 13 and look for uh, Mark, Mark, Matthew 13 and Mark 4. So the word can be choked. So as you begin to listen to, say, Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. This is why Ezekiel had to pray two times. I'm giving a warning. See, once you finish praying, In that atmosphere of prayer, now fear is an indication of the closeness of the enemy to you. Faith and joy will be the result of the closeness of God to you to God. As you walk away from the arena of the enemy towards the arena of God, fear will start dropping, dropping faith will start rising, rising. As soon as Adam sinned and he listened to the devil, The next thing God, the next time God showed up in the Garden of Eden, in Genesis chapter 3, Adam said, I heard your voice and I was afraid. Fear is an indication of being far from the presence of God. Now, when you start praying, that is why when you are in a worship atmosphere, in a very strong, word atmosphere, or you are praying by yourself, it seems as if your faith rises. But the enemy does not give up. As soon as you come from the place of prayer, you go to talk to a man of God or you are in a church, you are listening to a message or you are praying by yourself in the room and studying the word of God, as you are praying, praying vigorously, all of God's possibilities begin to appear to you and the promises of God are looking real. But as soon as you come out of that prayer, trust the devil. It will send somebody. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. When my wife and myself were believing God for a child, first year, second year, and it so was getting to third year, no child after our marriage. all the devil spoke. He showed me pictures of older men of God without children. And it says, every single time I received a powerful message or a word that I was happy that, oh, in Jesus' name, we are going to have a child. Something. The devil just comes. Somebody comes to say something. It will just arrange somebody to come your way and to remove that faith. So, <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, in the story of Ezekiel, that was what happened to Ezekiel. Can you imagine? First of all, as soon as Rabshakeh was talking, Ezekiel went to the temple to pray. Then Isaiah gave a word. Isaiah gave him a word. He received the word that he was threatening. But Rabshakeh came back the second time. And this time around, he brought letters. Oh! And he, in that letter, he painted a picture of what he would, the, how he would deal. How he would deal with Jerusalem, deal with all of them. And you know what? They do form pictures in our soul. Ezekiel received the letter. Thank God for Ezekiah. He went back to pray. You know, Jesus put his hand on one man and he said, do you see? The man said, I see men as three. Then Jesus put his hand the second time. At times, we need to pray more than once. Elijah prayed. And he said, go and see. And there was no rain. First King, a thing. And he told the servant, the Bible says, he said, go several more times. You need to keep keep your eyes on the word of God and in the place of prayer until the fear disappears completely. So Isaiah sent the word of God to Ezekiel the first time. Rabshakeh came back. After a while, he came back again. Then Isaiah sent the word the second time. And this time around, the fear in Ezekiah had died completely. And what happened to Sarah, I said it last week. All the 185 soldiers he brought, one angel killed them in one knife. But before the angel did that, he waited for the moment where Ezekiah came to pray and their faith was built up in Ezekiah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Satan has a list of all the Christians who prayed. It will even show you when the pastor was sick. I'm gonna tell you this story that Pastor Debbie us. This will bless you mightily. You know, the founder of the did. parky diomi. When Pastor Debbie wanted to have one of the children, as in the wife was heavily pregnant, and the day of the day when her time was uh, when the, the time they when the appointed time came, you know, and she was to deliver. I do it. And then she wanted to, and they were praying in the morning. But for some reason, the enemy stood with them because had, she had that CS before. As if she wasn't going to have a safe delivery. And Pastor Adiboy began to pray. The family were trusting God that this, this delivery will be the best, it will be the safest. Listen to me. Guess what happened? It was not the GO then. It was one of the pastors who redeemed. down Adiboy was the GO. He told us the story. He went to see the GO. And as I time, Paki, that was son was sick. And he was praying over the son. He put the son on his lap, praying. And the son died. Imagine the effect on young pastor. he was a very young pastor then. He told the story himself. And the child, died. when he got home, this, this, you can imagine, Satan told him, the one who taught you faith. The one who taught you all the things you know spiritually, didn't you just see how his son died? So what chance do you have? And he became afraid. But in the morning, as they were having morning devotion, one of his sons took up a scripture and elaborated on it. And faith came back. And they were were rejoicing and the wife had the same delivery. How you will know that you've gotten it is that joy will come and you, your hands will be up in praise, joy will come. Until this joy bubbles up, see, wait till you hear from God. Hearing from God, we talk about another day, does not mean he will speak to you audibly. What well, you see, when God speaks, whether he speaks through a pastor, through your, your, when you are studying your Bible yourself, or he says something to your spirit, or through a messenger on TV, if you have been praying, and God's word comes to you, you can't mistake it for anything. You will know that this is God speaking to me. Like there is a knowing in some act this morning that God is using me to confront your fear and to tell you that that thing will not happen. What you are afraid of will not happen. So he's asking me to tell you that fear not. They are not going to down. They, they will not return. They are not sacking you. They are not laying you off. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Your business is not going down after Corona. No. You have trusted God to pay for that facility. It will will come true for you. You will pay. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. You won't bury any of your children. For parents watching, they won't turn bad. They won't get to school and join bad company. No, they will not. Oh, can I say the one that is coming to my spirit now? You will not lose your husband. You will lose your wife. It's not going to fall into the hands of a wrong woman. No. Is your husband. In the name of Jesus, no one will take him away from you. He won't stray. He will not. So many women open up. You are afraid. Are you afraid? Until you push him out, which you, you no, know, that's not an excuse for a man to do something. Make, make no mistake about that. But why are you afraid day and night of the sin that he has not even committed? You are opening the door for the enemy. As you hear all over the world of unfaithfulness of, of some men, the enemy stands before beside you in your room and he says, Dear sister, it's almost your turn. Are you afraid? And once he it says he's traveling, your heart is pounding. Like somebody pounding, pounding. Fear setting. You want to read his phone. Read all his. Read through his phone. Read all his SMS. Read his messages. Check his profile. Check everything. Instead of you to pray, you are acting in fear. Once you start acting in fear, you are playing the devil's script. It will bring to pass the rest, except to do something about it. Do what Ezekiah did. Once fear comes, go and pray. What are the practical steps to take? We won't get to that today. But let's just stop at the fact that the first thing to do is to pray. The first thing to do is to pray. Glory to God. That's what the Bible says, is anyone afflicted? Let him pray. You see, the more you walk in the spirits, the more difficult it will be for the enemy to sell his ideas to you. I'm going to close with this. Whoever is believing God for something or you want to walk in this higher realms, listen to your faith, you have to see what you hear. You know, since this lockdown, some people have not been praying. They've been watching Netflix week, next week, day and night, watching every other thing, but not creating time for prayer. You are making it difficult for yourself to walk in the things of the Spirit. And you are waiting for when there is a problem, and you are now trying to see God then. How can you not pray? Don't play into the hands of the devil and become careless about life. Jesus said men ought always to pray and not to faint. You see, the fire brigade approach, we will get to that Under that some Christians live, is a major reason for their problem. That fire brigade, spiritual, that, that, that spiritual fire brigade approach. Hallelujah. Was it on, on about three or four days ago, was talking, was talking to me and he said that the moment when Corona first started and there were speculations about this is the end time and everything so many Christians were praying and watching things it's as soon as they discovered that it's not the end of world, well, someone they reverted back to Netflix and that's the way some believers live that shows that what is controlling those on Christians is fear so if today again they announce that the, ah, it looks like this is the end of the world God forbid and corona triples and it looks like okay, everybody's gonna die. That's the end of the world. Some people will now get serious and get close to the Bible, switch up TV and begin to pray. And then when they say it's not again, <laughs> they he reminds us when we we're in secondary school. And the message of hell was used to hush people into the kingdom of God. And when they did not see hell for some days, they went back. And we never forget the, when they said that the, the year that they said that the world was coming to an end. Oh, so many of my friends who were unbelievers then got born again. And after one week, and they noticed that the world was not coming to end because God did not plan that people should be saved through fear. But by faith. Hallelujah. Are you, are you hearing me? I bless everyone watching in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Say after me with your hands lifted up. I think I will speak next week if the Lord permits. About doing warfare to destroy the picture that is needed. So next week might be dealing with negative pictures. What do you do? So I will start with prayer and then I will talk about how to pray. But I want to lead us in one today. I've said it a few times in our church since last year and I want us to do it. Lift up your hands. Now wherever you are, I cannot stand because of the camera facing me. Can you stand wherever you are? Stand wherever you are. It's just very short but powerful prayer. Lift up your hand, your two hands, and say after me, say it loud and clear. Say, My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, redeemed, sanctified, and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Therefore, Satan has no place in me, he has no power over me, he has no unsettled claim against my life. Everything has been settled by the blood of Jesus. I overcome Satan. By the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of my testimony. Now shall I overcome fear. By the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of my testimony. Shall in the name of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. I have been given access to the Father. And in his presence. There is no fear. So I speak to you fear. You have no hold over me. Because of the blood of Jesus. In Jesus name. I rebook the spirit of fear. Your voice I silence over my life in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, shout, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Praise Him for a while. Just rejoice and give Him praise. Oh, blessed be your name. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Can you declare where you are right now? I don't know what you're afraid of or what the picture of fear the devil has been painting. Speak the opposite of it. If it's saying for instance now that you are going to die, say that I shall live to declare the words of God. I shall not die. If you are the pregnant woman I spoke about, talked about the father. the Bible says that I shall not cast my young and I will never suffer miscarriage. Say what? It, say the word of God right now. If you are broke and you are afraid, say, I am blessed. Say it, I am rich. If you are sick, shouting right now. That's why I Let the weak say, I am strong. Say, by his stripes, I am healed no incurable disease will come nigh my dwelling, for no plague shall come near me. In the name of Jesus Christ, I will not be a victim of corona or any disease at all. I am healed. If you believe God for marriage, if the enemy is painting a picture, shout right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I see myself in my home with my husband or with my wife. I see my family. Speak, I see my children. The Bible says children are God's heritage. So because I've been commanded by the Lord to be fruitful, I am fruitful in the name of Jesus Christ. Parents who are worried about your children getting married, speak right now, say in the name of Jesus, the same God who gave them to me, who allowed me to marry so that I could produce them. We also make them marry, I will see my children's children. In the name of Jesus, speak on behalf of your children. Wherever they are, they are shielded by the blood. They are productive. They get married when they should. And they produce children when they should. Nothing, nothing, nothing stands against that. In the name of Jesus Christ. Speak about your husband. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord nobody's going astray my family. We are standing together in the love of God and in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, we give you praise, Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining the church, is beyond a religion, God bless you. We love you. God bless